This Seattle Medium podcast is sponsored by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. The Black Future Co-op Fund has distributed another round of We See Rancher organizations around the state to help them carry out their missions of service. And with some more to talk about the grant is Tawana Nobles, CEO of the Black Future Co-op Fund. Good morning, Tawana. Good morning, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing great. It's a happy Friday. <laughs> Likewise. Same to you. I, I, we, we, I could have a whole different conversation with you because it's been a while since we talked and so much has gone on and transpired. Uh, <laughs> but we'll focus in on uh, the uh, We See You grants for this morning. Um, Tawana, first of all, uh, can you tell our listening audience a little bit about the Black Future Co-op Fund, uh, its mission, and the purpose of the organization? Absolutely. So Black Future Co-op Fund launched um, three years ago, just over three years ago. And we are a buy-in for um, philanthropic organization. So buy-in for Black Washingtonians. Um, Our organization is simply rooted in the beauty and soulfulness and strength of Black culture. And we raise funds and then grant funds um, to Black-led organizations across Washington State. It was funded by four of us co-founders, myself, Tawana Nobles, Andrea Christine Sanderson, Michelle Merriweather, and Angela Jones. And we just continue to live out our mission to um, see a liberated Washington State. Right. And let's talk a little bit about the We See Grants, because I believe this is your guys' third round of grants, correct? That is correct. Our third round of We See You Grants. All right. And uh, what is the criteria that you guys have used to determine who receives these grants? Well, there is not a grant application, so there is a, um, a way to apply or more a way to be denied. Um, but simply, we are searching the state um, and using the data that we have around the um, less than 2% of philanthropic do- dollars um, being invested in Black-led organizations, using that data to say we want to, in our state, find those Black-led organizations and ensure that we're increasing philanthropic investments. Um, so the organizations that we fund are Black-led um, they are serving Washington State population. And then depending on the funding cycle, such as this year in 2023, there might be a specific focus. This year our focus um, was arts and education. Last year was black women-led organizations, and the year before it was just in general black-led organizations. Um, but, again, there isn't like an application criteria or, or anything. We're just trying to do our part 
um, to search around the state and build relationships with organizations with the hopes that we can fund as many of them as possible or connect them to other funders or amplify their work, their message, their mission, um, so that community just knows who they are. We're, you know, also doing kind of a, a mapping process um, as demonstrated by our, our, our listening tour that we're embarking upon this year. Mm. And how many organizations were you guys able to support this year with your round of funding? Great. Yes, great question. This year we funded 20 arts and education organizations. And we did this, you know, because one, um, as community members, we know the importance of arts and education, but also our Black Wellbeing Report um, also also let us know that it's critically important to invest in arts and education and in many of the Black-led solutions that are featured in our Black Wellbeing Report. Um, but arts and education are both foundational to create, creating a liberated future, and that is a part of, as I mentioned, that what we want to see in Washington State. But oftentimes, education, and I know this um, as an educator, I know this as a legislator, um, I know this as a parent, oftentimes arts and education programs are under-resourced. And so it made sense that we recognize the leaders, the visionaries, the historians, the creators, um, and simply the shapers of our culture and um, community. So 20 organizations across our state were funded this funding round. Right. And, Tawana, you know, can you talk about, and you come from a nonprofit background as well, can you talk about the importance of having um, funds and grants and things that are available to you? A lot of times these things are hard to come by um, for small um, nonprofits uh, in the area. They, you know, they try and apply for grants. They might not uh, be in the, the loop as far as information about what's available, when it's available, and things of that nature. And then you've got so many of these um, nonprofits um, that I – like the term, I don't want, I really don't like the term, but I term them as, you know, they have a pocketbook budget because um, somebody invests their own resources into their organization, and, and the base of their budget is whatever's in their pocketbook at that point in time. So, can you kind of talk about, you know, the importance of being able to leverage funds and grants, specifically from our community, like you guys are doing, into these organizations? Absolutely, it is so challenging to run and operate a nonprofit successfully. Now, there are several models, large and small, of folks who've been able to do it, but there are also several models of organizations that simply have tanked or run into financial trouble or struggle with staffing or covering the cost of um, overhead ex expenses, administration, administrative expenses. Um, and, you know, I've been doing a lot more research on how we do philanthropy and how we think about nonprofit and how we how – we, nonprofits different than for-profit businesses and there are some differences but both both of them are businesses both of them need capital to be able to offer their services and now nonprofits you know often considered charity work they are doing something really good for community but it still costs money it costs money to retain um, quality um, and experienced staff members it costs money for supplies and materials to operate a, a building if it um, if there is a physical location. Um, so there are real expenses. But as I um, mentioned, for um, black nonprofits in particular, they continue to be under-resourced. 
Um, but in general, it's just this real interesting process of having to solicit funders. Um, sometimes funders will also reach out to nonprofits, and, you know, that's a different conversation. Or You know, I can also talk about different models of nonprofit. But in general, people are trying to run their organization and trying to manage a relationship with the funder and sometimes feeling like they're, you know, begging for money to do something good. And then it's so, such a transactional relationship where if you're able to find a funder, it's oftentimes a smaller, it's traditionally a smaller dollar amount with a lot of uh, grant reporting expectations or photos <clears throat> or proof that you've done what you applied for in your grant. Um, and sometimes the grant process or grant expectations cause nonprofit organizations to deviate, you know, slightly from their mission or from the work that they would really like to do because they're, they feel like they're chasing the money and the only way to get the money is to do what the funder is asking them to do. So it's, it's challenging, and what we're trying to do at Black Future Co-op Fund is educate people on how traditional philanthropy does not work for so many organizations, especially um, BIPOC organizations, but in our case, you know, Black-led organizations. So what we're trying to do is create a barrier-free way to trust the work of Black-led organizations, to trust the solutions that they bring to the table, to say there is money in our community. We want to do the legwork of finding the money, raising the money, so we can get it to our Black-led nonprofits really easy. Um, right. So that's what we've been focused on, just removing one barrier for them so that it's not another funder who's you know, out of relationship, has you know, a high threshold of expectations of what people need to do with the money. We're building relationships so we know what these organizations are doing in community. They just need more money to continue doing it or to you know, grow the work that they're doing. Right. And, Tawana, that leads me to a, a, a bigger question. You know, how important is it for our community to have leadership in the philanthropic community that looks and thinks like us and to change the narrative that currently exists? You kind of talked about as it relates to philanthropy and the African-American community. Absolutely. Just like every other area where we talk about representation um, matters, philanthropy is no different. And even... Um, as a co-founder of Black Future Co-op Fund, I still go into philanthropic places that are filled with people who don't look like me. Many of them mean absolutely well, but it oftentimes takes people who are from that community, which is why I said our organization is by and for, right? It's by black folks, for black folks, but it, it takes people from the black community um, to be able to share the stories and experiences of the black community. There is no one who could do it better. And, and we're not a monolith, so all the stories and experiences are not the same. And even though there are four of us, you know, we call ourselves you know, co-architects of the Black Future Co-op Fund, we still don't speak for all the challenges of the black community, which is why we get out and continue to listen to what folks are experiencing around philanthropy or running their nonprofits. So we're always um, students in this work, but there, there needs to be more of us more people listening, more black people in the work, in philanthropy, more um, black people trusted with those dollars, or even a philanthropic organizations, more black people in senior um, leadership positions, senior program um, officer positions, helping to bridge the gap to identify those organizations that have the need. But the representation absolutely matters. And again, it's not because we know it all, but I think we bring our experience, but in Black Future Co-op Fund's case, we want to continue to listen to the diverse black community across Washington State. So we're always assessing the philanthropic needs of those organizations. And we're excited. 
did. I mean, we haven't talked about this yet, but, you know, this year was another $2 million investment in 20 black-led organizations. So our commitment is $100,000 total to each organization. And there's an initial disbursement and then a renewal grant um, for multiple years after this first year. Um, and so we, we feel very grateful for that work. And it's not enough. It's not enough. You know, I tell folks all the time, this is money that should be in the community that belongs to the community. We are not saviors in doing this work, but all four of us have been CEOs. Um, we understand what it takes to run organizations, and we want to make sure that we're setting our community up to be more successful. Right. And Tawana, um, uh, two questions uh, for you there, and they're related. The first one is really, I just um, marvel at the work that you guys have been doing in the community um, and the transparency that is involved with what you guys are doing. Um, you guys are going out and you're soliciting these funds. You're getting um, funds in, into the organization and really flushing those, I shouldn't say flush, pushing those uh, resources out into the community or injecting them is a better question, uh, injecting them into other organizations in our community that might otherwise not have been able to have access to these funds. Um, but you guys are very transparent um, in that process of what you guys are doing, who you're giving it to, the amount of money, all those things that sometimes, you know, don't happen necessarily when it comes to funding in our community. The other thing is um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you um, how people can support the Black Future Co-op Fund and initiatives like the We See You Grant. Thank you. And we – I want to start by thanking – folks who have been with us from day one or folks who have um, joined us over the past three years to support our work as funders, anyone can go to Black Future Co-op Fund, or sorry, blackfuturewa.org to support Black Future Co-op Fund um, if there are funders, um, because sometimes we apply for grants that are for larger funds. And again, those funds go to our grantees, but whether it's through Microsoft or Gates Foundation, there are funding opportunities that we also apply for, not to compete with our grantees, but so that we are still dispersing those funds into the community. But if there, are, if there are funders who have funding opportunities and want to work with us as an intermediary, we are happy to partner. If there are individuals or corporations or partners um, like we have now, Seahawks, OL Rain, Seattle Storm, who want to raise money for um, the black community or to, you know, as you said, um, to just uh, actually to, to invest that money, you know, directly into the black community, we're happy to be a partner. Um, but we enjoy being the intermediary and making it easier for nonprofit organizations to do their day-to-day -day work um, and have a boost in um, financial resources to be able to do it. So we want to continue to in inject those resources, but we need wonderful partners to continue to support our work. All right. Well, Tawana, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show. I want to thank you and your fellow architects uh, and your staff at the Black Future Co-op Fund for continuing to do this important work here in our community that's having um, such a positive impact here on our community here in the state of Washington. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for having me. I mean, you are one of our strongest supporters. And so for you and our other um, uh, supporters, just thank you for your generosity. Um, collectively, we are nurturing culturally relevant work um, that will continue to facilitate healing and dreaming and building healthy communities for generations to come. And so I feel grateful for you and for your time, and I hope you have a great weekend.